This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access media organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. Listen to Run Up on Free FM, RFM, and MPR. As always, I'm Grady, and live on Skype, we've got Josh. Hey. Uh, we're going to be jumping all around the place this week as we take a look at SmackDown, Raw, NXT, and maybe anything else in the wrestling world that takes our fancy. Um, but first up, I'm going to be taking a look at the women's tag team division. It did look like we didn't have a... Uh, a whole lot in that division heading into WrestleMania, but now it looks like we have our WrestleMania match. Uh, Zelina Vega and Carmella uh, were challenged by Sasha Banks and Naomi, and it appears as though it is all go. Yeah, which is kind of unexpected, because expected we all expected something to be done with um, Sonya. With the, it would have to do with anything that, that had to do with Naomi. Mm. So, I... Yeah. I would not be surprised if we have to get that match and Sonya makes herself the special guest referee or something. Hmm. It's crazy like that. It is definitely a question because, like, Sonya was so involved up until this point, obviously had the tag match with Rousey, but seems to almost be transitioned to just being Rousey's punching bag. Um, yep. And I don't know if yeah, that's where might, the feud's going. Yeah, she might. She may not even be the pie. Because they're planning to rip her arm off next week. <laughs> you can't count uh, a pin without an arm. With, yeah, and beat her to the death with it. Um, so yeah, uh, that's definitely in her near future. Uh, soon after this airs, actually. <laughs> um, is that she's going to get the absolute stuffings beaten out of her. <laughs> that last minute sensor. Um, yeah, I... It's the question, right? Because when I was thinking about who could challenge for these women's tag team titles, I know when I was penciling stuff out in my mind, I'd penciled maybe a Bailey return coming in, teaming up with Sasha and getting a go at it. Um, and obviously Sasha and Naomi have history uh, in Team BAD. Perfectly fine tag team, uh, but it does make me think that maybe Bailey isn't ready to go yet or that isn't the direction they wanted to go with Sasha, it's like they've got massive star here in Sasha Banks, and they don't quite seem to know what they want to do with her. I, I'm i not that sure if it's not they don't know what to do with her, or that they they realize that maybe there's uh, there's going to be fewer and fewer opportunities to have, do things with her. True. Because she is starting to get that Hollywood bug. Yeah, you, you never know when Disney's going to call her up and she's going to have to run off and, and go film stuff here and there. And um, she's really doing well as well out there. You know, it's not like a little toe dip and then, you know, you made one horrible movie and you get sent back to the WWE. She's Sasha is, I would say not even arguably, Sasha is mainstream at this point based on the franchises that she's been in and the roles she's had. Yeah, so I, it's possible that they may see the writing on the wall and may have just decided to just slap her with 
Nomi for the time being because they don't want to put her in anything bigger to have plans suddenly pivot because Sasha's not available because she decided to go full time with the Hollywood stuff. And that does bring up the question, do you think that Sasha Banks and Naomi, assuming this match goes ahead, nice two-on-two, no special guest referee, no weird jiggery-pokery, do you think that Sasha Banks walks out of WrestleMania with a championship? I would say it's probably 60-40 no. Okay. A nice even down the middle, almost. Leaning towards that no, but wouldn't be surprised if she ended up walking out with it. Yeah, because it is WWE and they'll... They'll pull a rabbit out of their hat from time to time and tell you it's a turkey. That is entirely fair. Alrighty, well, I'm going to pass it on over to you. What do you have this week that you'd like to talk about? Um, uh, let's talk about the Intercontinental Championship situation. Okay. Also uh, an obviously, one. yeah. Obviously, last week, Sami Zayn won the Intercontinental Championship on a tape, taped SmackDown. Uh. This week he goes to celebrate and he's interrupted by Johnny Knoxville, which is interesting in itself because Knoxville is getting quite a bit of actually of a reaction from the crowd. Um, Obviously, I don't feel that match will be for the Intercontinental Championship. It'll happen at at WrestleMania, but I don't think it'll be for the Intercontinental Championship because I think the title's getting hot potatoed here. Okay. Because I can easily see Johnny Knoxville costing Sami Zayn the title on this week's SmackDown to my boy Ricochet, who I haven't <laughs> been able to call my boy because he hasn't done anything in a year. Yeah, it's uh, it seems like he's getting a little bit of a push here and there. He, he does seem to like he's getting near that Intercontinental Championship scene. It's just a question of... Will they commit on him? And as you say, will they commit on him before WrestleMania? Well, yeah, that's the question. But um, I've heard rumors, take them as they are, they are rumors, that they're planning on making Ricochet like the the number two babyface on SmackDown. Um, And a big direction to that would be strapping him with the Intercontinental title. Um. Obviously, whoever Roman works with will be the top baby face on SmackDown. It doesn't matter who um, who it is. Um, but I've definitely heard rumors that they want to elevate Ricochet to at least the number two spot in the baby faces mm-hmm. lineup. Which I'm not sure if that says more about Ricoch- where they see Ricochet. <laughs> or... And, and I know this is dogging dogging you unintentionally. The exodus of talent from the draft on SmackDown. Yeah, it's it's a rough one, right? Because obviously there's gotta be you gotta have your top guys, you gotta have your not top guys, and um if if Ricochet's up there, he has been boosted very much from where he was, because he was not up there. That is that is facts, right? That's not whether you like him or whether you hate him. He was not a top guy. So if he's getting hot shotted up to that number two position, um really you gotta question everybody else, like who who else should be up there? Um yeah. and then yeah, then yeah. you figure out SmackDown's a little thin. Yeah, let's be honest. The number one is a baby face is Drew McIntyre. No, we have sands or butts about it. That is the top baby face. So, the, so it's, it's no shame to be behind him. A two-time WWE champion who has dominated 
in the last two years. Um, but yeah, I, I want to believe that it's something they see in Ricochet. But at the same time, I have to realize, say, and admit, the roster is kind of thin. Part of that is because of the draft, and part of that's just because they laid off and fired 80 <laughs> wrestlers in the last year. Yeah, it's it's been a rough one. And, you know, there's questions, obviously, with WrestleMania season coming around, who you're going to bring up and stuff from NXT. But I don't think the problem is necessarily numbers. I think the problem is just how they present their people, like... There's there's a number of male superstars on the roster on SmackDown um, who could be moving into these top rows, top roles, these like top five uh, heels, top five faces kind of roles, um, but they're just not built that way. Like there's there's very little you can pull off with people uh, in that singles division. Like you're not going to tell me that Madcap Moss is in the top five heels of SmackDown, right? Like they're just not built for that. Um, and it's starting to cause issues now where you got to ask questions around who can face who and who holds these titles and who their challenges are. Yeah. Um, I will say that Madcap, uh, Madcap Moss has definitely been pretty, um, entertaining. So, um, so it's, n- it's definitely not a, like, um, a slight of him. Uh, it's just, it is case what it is. Um, there's only so many people to go around, and then you also have situations where you've thrown Big E and Kofi Kingston together again. True. So, um, two singles people that could be po- positioned in one of those 1A, 1B uh, roles for the faces. Um. So, yeah. I don't know. I, I love Ricochet. Um... But I haven't seen, like, outside of a couple promos, I haven't seen, like, the personality that we we saw in Lucha Underground. Whether that's because he just can't adapt to script, write, script writing, or or maybe he needed the mask to help him emote. I don't know. Yeah, it's a tough one. Um, as you say, that sort of Prince Puma role was, I guess, what everyone would call to the highlight, even if you compared it to NXT Ricochet, um, which was pretty good. I still don't think it was ever at that level um, that he had when he was on Lucha Underground. Um, and it's, as you say, I think frustrating might be a right word just because you know he can do it. Um and you just want him so badly to be up there. And if they're taking a shot on him now and hot shotting him against Sami Zayn, winning the IC title and going up to number two, uh, face on the roster, then it's sink or swim time. Yep. You definitely won't have any better of a chance than, than now. And I mean, it would make him a, in both a former United States and intercontinental title. Hopefully this time he would hold it longer than a month. <laughs> yeah, um, not some bad accolades. And not lose it immediately to AJ Styles. Look, there's no no uh, no harm in losing to AJ Styles. Yeah, but the harm is that he only held the title for a month. <laughs> that true. was the problem. Because <laughs> he won it in, in the July pay-per-view and lost it at SummerSlam. Yeah, uh, well, we'll have to wait and see what is Ricochet's future. But for now, I think let's cut it here and let's head on into our entrance theme this week. A little bit early, but then we have more time afterwards to talk about some more stuff this week it is chris jericho's attitude era theme break the walls down 
And you're back progressing around the pond. Free FM, RFM, and MPR. I'm Greedy. He's Josh. We're back on. Let's. We talked about a couple of SmackDown topics. Let's instead jump on over to Raw. Uh, it really looks like this team of Kevin Owens and Seth Rollins are solidifying and uh, might want a shot at those Raw Tag Team Championships. Yeah, that would definitely be what I would thought the option would be. But then all these rumors started swirling about a match at WrestleMania with Kevin Owens and Steve Austin for some odd reason that I have no idea <laughs> what started this. And I don't, I don't think I would want to see it because I think it would just be a destructive, destructive match for Kevin Owens. Because um, I know a lot of people gave grief to um, Hogan for not putting people over. Let me tell you something, folks. Steve <laughs> Austin was no better. Um, yeah. I do not see a world... If that match happens, I do not see a world, universe, alternate dimension, whatever you want to say, in which Kevin Owens wins the match. Yeah, I'd much rather uh, this tag team match, you know, Chris Ger- no, Chris- Kevin Owens, Seth Rollins versus the uh, Alpha Academy would be an amazing tag team match for the titles. Uh, at WrestleMania, it seems like a logical direction. Sure, you can have Stone Cold Steve Austin show up, you know, do a segment, stun him, get stunned. Uh, you know, you could, you could put a segment there where it would all make sense. Maybe he costs him the match, etc. But I, I don't want to see Stone Cold Steve Austin's name as an active competitor going into a match at WrestleMania. That is the last thing I ever want to see at the moment. Um, he can play a role, sure. It's definitely what Kevin Owens looks to be baiting with all of his uh, Screw Texas pieces that he's hinting at. But no, I, I don't think that uh, I want to see Stone Cold Steve Austin back in that ring for a match uh, yes. at this WrestleMania. Yeah, I I definitely see it. Um, I don't want to see it either. Another problem with, the, with with it happening is what the heck do you do with Seth Rollins? then yeah because because you're not going to put him in the world and take all uh title match that's not going to happen it would make sense from some degrees but you're not going to do that and there's no there's no storyline right now for him other than the stuff he's doing with owens so it really does like if that match happens where you where do you go with rollins Do you just stick him on the outside of of um Kevin Owens match with and just have him like at on ringside and not even use him as a in ring talent? Surely you don't pass up the opportunity to use Seth Rollins on the card as a competitor. Um yeah. I we've also seen people like JBL responding to Kevin Owens with all of these uh Texas digs that he's taking. So I guess I can also see a world where those two do win the tag team championships and you know before they can celebrate a bunch of texas legends come out and uh and take out kevin owens that would be sort of your big pop moment but also lets us have a a really good tag team match so while i was thinking about it i think that might be my uh preferred outcome for all of this yeah yeah um i mean that that would go in line with every austin appearance at wrestlemania since he's retired (laughs) so it's not that out of the in the norm for him to come out and just stun everybody and bury everybody because 
he's Austin. Why you are you going to say no? Yeah, uh, and it would be, I guess, all that I'd want to see out of it. Like, I don't want to see more than that. Um, that's it, full stop, Dunskis. But we'll have to see how it develops because, honestly, it feels like the tag team match is where this is heading to. But we'll have to wait and see. Uh, for a bit of a topic change, what do you have next for us, Josh? Maybe a Raw or an NXT thing? Uh, well, I guess uh, we can go to the yellow brand. Let's uh, let's talk about the uh, Dusty Classic for the female. All righty. Yeah, this will give you a bone. <laughs> um, all right, yeah. The, the first match we have, uh, Wendy Chu and Dakota Kai. Uh, the random pairing was able to uh, defeat Indy Hartwell and Persia Parada, unfortunately taking out my Indy, but advancing my Dakota. Yeah. Um, yeah, and, and it also helps further the storyline with apparently your boy Duke and Persia. <laughs> Not sure what's going on there, but apparently there's something there. Um, but yeah, it was all about definitely the unconventional team of Wendy Chu and Dakota Kai, which is also a theme that goes in the other match, too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's sort of what we saw in the first few Dusty Classics, um, and we are seeing it again here with Raquel Gonzalez and Cora Jade, another sort of random pairing, uh, coming up and winning the other Dusty Cup match, and uh, we'll be going up against Dakota Kai and Wendy Chu. Yeah. Um... So yeah, it's definitely a big question mark uh, for that next match because I'm not sure which direction they're going to want to go. I definitely still think Cora Jade's on, in for big things this year, but they could put her in a title, uh, give her a like a tag team title with Raquel for a couple months just to further elevate her up with somebody of Gonzalez's status because Gonzalez is technically the one of the top women in the division because. She hasn't gone to the main roster yet. Yeah, I think it's probably, as much as it hurts to, to say that Dakota Kai probably won't be winning their Dusty Cup next match, um, as much as the odd pairing of Kai and Chu is, is really good, I feel like they're going to split off and, and have a match or have a feud afterwards versus Raquel and Jade, where I could see them sticking around as a tag team, uh, winning this cup and, and going on to break up the uh, Toxic Attraction Gold Fist. Um, it'd be a good little first stepping stone for Cora Jade. And as you say, associating with the, the top dog in NXT's women's division would also be pretty good for her. Yeah. I mean, anytime that you work with a top talent, it's only going to elevate your game. Um, I, I want to stay on NXT for a little bit here. Uh, just because we had, I guess, a... A comeback story for NXT uh, to open up the show uh, with Dolph Ziggler and Bobby Roode coming over to NXT to take on the team of Bron Breaker and Tommaso Ciampa. But we got a good little glorious Bobby Roode entrance uh, from him for old time's sake. Yeah, let's be honest. That was that was what you're actually talking about. Which oh, is the glorious theme. Um, Look, we could just skip over this match and just talk about the yeah. glorious entrance. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I really do hope it's leading to something with maybe a return to Robert Roode's uh, um, roots. Maybe he he realized that since he's been with Ziggler, he's stripped away everything that made him special and tried to 
to regain that a little bit. So he's at least not as bad of a laughing stock as he's been the last couple of years. Yeah, uh-huh. it's it's an interesting one because th- the likelihood is right. Like we've got our triple threat match for the NXT Championship booked after this match. It will be Braun Breaker versus Tommaso Ciampa versus Dolph Ziggler, um, and Bobby Roode gets to play second fiddle again, not being in that match. Yeah, um, everything really does involve um, Ziggler going after the mid uh, the NXT Championship. Um, I like I I really I like the fact that Breaker and Champa had matching gear ring gear mm-hmm. even though they weren't an official tag team. That was kind of neat. Um I and I like that they continue to somewhat continue the storyline involving Raw with the match that Champa had on Raw with Ziggler beating him. Mm. Um it, it's cross brand sort of a feud here. With, with these guys coming down to NXT and Champa going up and we don't really know what the landscape's going to look like at the end, you know, with Bobby, you know, Raw NXT or with Champa NXT or Raw. Um, but it's, it's evolving and it's doing something cool, as you say, cross brand like that that we can keep an eye on. Something they should have been doing for a while is the cross brand stuff, especially when they wanted to make NXT look, uh, appear to be the same level as Raw and SmackDown, they should have had Raw and SmackDown guys and girls, too, coming down to NXT, or laterally, as Champa said at the time, and facing the top people there to further elevate them. Um, I, I think in the end, Braun Breaker does retain his title, and nothing else comes of it, but it at least gives um, Breaker a name that he can say, I beat Zig- Dolph Ziggler, a former world champion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's definitely what it comes down to, right? Like, Tommaso Ciampa looks to be on his way out. I, do- I don't see them handing the NXT championship to him. Dolph Ziggler, I also don't see uh, coming down here and taking that NXT championship. Breaker has just picked it up. Um, I would have to sit on, like, an 80%, 85% Breaker retention. And more likely than... Uh, Ziggler winning, I'd put Bobby Roode winning. You know, like Ziggler gets injured before the match, Roode has to take his place kind of deal. Um, yeah. I would think that's more likely than Dolph Ziggler having a chance. Yeah, I mean, I could definitely see if they wanted to go back to Roode's roots, then I could definitely see him coming back to, down and doing the Finn Balor stuff and working with the top talent and possibly regaining the NXT Championship at some point. But Breaker's the, just so special. Yeah, Breaker is definitely the guy that they, they're they investing in. So I don't really see it. And plus, even though I just equated him, him to the role that Balor had when he came down, Rude is no Finn Balor. <laughs> At least not in the eyes of the fans, because he's not done what Finn's done. Which I guess we should talk about, too. Yeah, I think we got just a little bit left to talk about uh, some Finn Balor stuff. We've got maybe three or four minutes left. Uh, brand new champ. Yeah, yeah. Um, the What a run that Damian Priest had, though. Um, I mean, he went, had the title since SummerSlam, and he was beat once. One at a time, other than <laughs> the, this t- uh, title loss. Um, and it's just like, 
Um, and he and he was not shying away from challengers. He's wanting people to come at him. Um, he's definitely, uh, I think, a much better place than he was after that uh, god awful um, mm-hmm. zombie match There's last nothing year. Nothing wrong with the zombies. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah. So, no, there was nothing wrong with it. It just blew out Miz's knee. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah. So it'd be interesting to see uh, what they do with Finn as United States champion. But it's also a slap in the face to everybody who said that was chatting because Finn wasn't doing anything. That's now he is. Yeah, it's a tough one, uh-huh. right? Because. Uh, where do you go from there? Do you just have a rematch at WrestleMania? Is that where you go with the United States Championship? Because the only other person I really had sitting around waiting for challenging it would have been Austin Theory, but he looks like he's gone off and potentially found himself something else, which we don't have time to talk about. But that United States division, I don't know who's going to step up to Finn Balor. Yeah. And, I mean, we also got a heel turn out of Damian Priest out of this, too, that they've been teasing and they exploded at the end of this match. And speaking of heel turns, we also got one from Edge. Yeah, we can slot that in very quick. We can't talk about it too long, but we can slot in that Edge has turned heel uh, against AJ Styles, ready to uh, set up that WrestleMania match. Yep. Um, I love Edge, but Edge has always been greater, better as the antagonist. So let's see where he can go now that he's been had the shackles t- taken off a little bit. Um, and the match should be fun as heck. Mm-hmm. between Styles and Edge. It's a dream match that we thought 10 years ago we were never going to get. For multiple reasons. But, yeah. <laughs> one, because Edge retired, and one, because we didn't ever thought AJ Styles was coming to WWE. Yeah. Both of those <laughs> have... So, yeah. Uh, let's enjoy it. Let's enjoy the ride. And on that note, we are all out of time this week. It's been great talking to you. Baby. You can visit our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash wrestling R&D up or our Twitter page, twitter.com forward slash wrestling R&D up or our YouTube page, youtube.com forward slash wrestling R&D up and we will catch you next week. Thanks for listening to this Free FM podcast. If you want to hear more content like this, you can support Free FM via Patreon. Head to patreon.com/freefm89 to find out more.